Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 57, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And I'm a somewhat uh, disheveled Tony. Why disheveled? Uh, I had to, I must, I, I must apologize. Uh, I've just flown in. Yeah. Just come, uh, just straight from the, the airport. Yeah. Just trying to break in the front door again. <laughs> Don't know if you can hear that. Um, yeah, I've flown in. You have? Yep. Uh, Boy, are your arms tired. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cutesy humour. Uh, and yes, so uh, painting. I actually sprayed a little deodorant on before the podcast, just because you know the the perspiration was notable. Okay. Um, here's a bit crazy. Uh, it was raining in Auckland, which is big city. Yeah. Big smoke. Yeah. Uh, it's always raining in Auckland. Okay. So, I uh, came back here. Lovely evening. I'll take but, your word for it. Uh, as a consequence, because of what Auckland did to me, I looked dishevelled, and I apologise <laughs> to you. Okay, well, I'll let you away with it, because um, as we've discussed, casual Fridays are quite casual for me yes. at times, um, depending on what I have at work. So, often dishevelled. I, I believe you saw me in a blazer today. <laughs> yeah. Is that important? <laughs> so less than ca- It's not as casual. Have you had a... A frantic week or a, ca- a, a chilled week or somewhere in between? Uh, definitely on the frantic side. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, really boring work stuff, but had lots uh, to do. See, I've been busy with fun work stuff. Oh, don't... Are you rubbing this in? No. You are. Okay, Look allow me glee. to rub then. Look at the glee on your face. Today, uh, This week we have been grinny, um, grinny flying bastards. an octocopter drone oh. with a 360 degree <laughs> camera for VR experiences we're creating. And I have um, been filming on a green screen for augmented reality um, experiences we're creating. <laughs> <laughs> so I have had a fun week. I had- Very busy though, but fun. I, I had someone buy me a burrito for lunch. Ah, I also had ah, Mexican food on the company dime. Ah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing I had <laughs> nope. to tote for this I week. I went for a salad bowl, but geez, it was good. Um, we also um, should point out that quite often when we record, um, well, it's always on a Friday night after work, and often we kind of chat you and lied. chinwag. You just lied then, always on a Friday night after work. <laughs> there have been occasions... Do you know what I did? Specific um, occasions where that's not true. But look, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I did a... Um, 90% of the time. Personality test once um, for as part of the application for this job. And there were questions in it like, how often do you... Podcast on Friday. <laughs> and it was like always, sometimes, never. Yeah. And went right through this big, long personality test. And it got to the end. And it said that I have to redo the test because I lied in some of my answers. What? And it was based on that type of question where I said, I always do something. And they're like, no, no, no one always does something. So you haven't been answering honestly. Redo the test. Yeah, well, caught you out just then again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, okay. Mr. Blanket Statement. We always podcast on a Friday. (laughs) Um, So we often, uh, or most of the time, I put put it on 90%. 
Okay. Maybe, for, maybe north of that, 93%. Do you reckon? We've yeah. got a few episodes that we did do on Saturdays. Yeah, but and I out think... out of our 50, there'd be more than five. 92%. <laughs> now I'm throwing actual numbers yeah. at you. I'm a math magician. <laughs> <laughs> Pull numbers out of my rectal... God. <laughs> I was going to say ass, but I thought that's a bit crude. I said um, rectal. So the... <laughs> rectal cavity is just far too more crude. Oh, the other cool thing I've been doing is our company has an electric <clears throat> vehicle, which I've been driving around a fair bit. Um, so I can trump you there. I, our company has so many electric vehicles, it would make your eyes water. How many have you driven? Um, probably seven or eight. How long for? Um, m- multiple times. Long times. How how long's a long time? Uh, I just I guess on a regular basis is probably what I should be saying. It's like every week. Shut up. <laughs> I got to park next to a Tesla. Our company has a Tesla. Really? Yeah. I haven't driven it, but our CEO drives it. Is it is it like a company car or his personal car? It's his car provided to him by the company. See, that's decent. Thank you. So we have BMWs and Renault. Renault, Renault, Renault. I'm not sure how to say that. Last Renault, Renault. There we go. Yeah. Um. So where I was going with that is often we um do our pod on a Friday and I come Nissan Leaf. We have a. It's a very weird electric vehicle. Hyundai Ionic. Yeah. Um. And quite often <laughs> this is uh, EV. The bottom. <laughs> this, is, this is EV, EV chat. chat. Yeah, we're actually here. We're going we're gonna to be nice and just sustainable for the planet uh <laughs> yeah. yeah so you're just saying how much you hate iran and all their oil Whoa. so that's that's all we'll come back to your blog post that you want to comment on about uh, your anti-iran sentiment there's something about projecting where you hear what you want to hear mm. and i think you've heard some hate speech because you want to hear hate speech. so you're all yeah so this is this is good coming from you <laughs> so you and your hate speech but you're trying to pin it on me yeah um i'll keep wriggling um what i was going to say both of those times then we're going to touch on the saudi arabian (laughs) led uh, blockade of Qatar. but uh before that carry on um so often we'd have just teasing what's coming up an hour to chat and talk about meaningless crap we haven't really done that this week we've rushed into it so um balls to the wall would you say (laughs) no you would say Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, good, good you've had a busy shit. week that you didn't like. I've had a busy week that I did like. Um, I like the burrito Iran. part. I like the burrito part. You hating Iran? No, that was your part. No? Um, you said... No, I was doing the Saudi Iran. Arabian part. You True or Iran. false? You said something about Iran and hate. About True or you. false? True or false? So it's a positive <laughs> You said something about Iran and oh, hate. Actually, in the same I just noticed there's another topic of conversation coming up here. Oh, yeah. Um, so that'll be from me. Um, there's my latest mission is um, home automation. Oh, yes, you got that light. You got that fountain. Yeah, I got the light, which is Wi Fi, and hooked up to an app, and I got a fountain. Old Faithful, which, you call it? Which the fountain was already there, but I've made it so I can turn it off and on with an app. You moved it, I take it? I haven't moved it. Okay. <laughs> that was a more prominent position. Moved it. Like, maybe like on the street? It's visible from the street? It's visible from the street. Like on the street? Like at the gate? It's visible from like the an gate. Entranceway, like a landmark of sorts for your uh, satellite settlement? Yes. <laughs> uh, next step is I've just bought a Google Home. So I'm going to try and voice command them. Waiting for it to arrive in the mail. 
But can, can it flush the toilet for you? Um, no, not to my knowledge. Okay, can it feed like I don't know, like the cat, like feed the cat? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Is there a Wi-Fi connected food dispenser? Maybe. Yeah, I think there might be. Um, so I'm going to stoke if- the fire. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> no. Uh, next, please. Um, next, please. Next topic. Uh, next thing it can do. Uh, what do you want it to do? Like, what do you want to? I'm going to um, hook it up so that I can sit to see if because I got cheap knockoff appliances. Like the Wi-Fi stuff is not top end, so I'm going to make sure they integrate with the Google Home, and right. then I can kit out the house with turn on the hallway lights, turn on the fountain, turn off the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Sounding good, yes, etc. Sounding um, like pretty radically life changing at the moment. No, but there's how does it hear you? Like if you're down in the bedroom, I'm always down in the bedroom. Hey, yo, yeah, you have to be close enough, obviously. You do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have multiples on the same network. Okay, so you could get two or three of these. Can you, use it, can you speak into your phone? It will translate through. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Well, don't just believe. I I'm a firm believer. A fern. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, what else can what else am I planning um, if I can find some sort of sprinkler system it's basically anything that can plug into a wall I can control like for like fires in the home what like sprinkler for like fires in the home no garden sprinklers oh we don't need those why not hose watering can no I can just I've, I've already put irrigation in to two slash three what of about if your house catches on fire you should have put the irrigation in your bloody ceiling Full taps inside. Full hardy. <laughs> I don't have a ceiling. Full hardy. Well, I do have a ceiling, but there's no cavity. You know, you just you know hammer it in like one of those like <laughs> horseshoe shaped nails. Hammer that in. Horseshoe shaped nails. Yeah, like a U. Okay. <laughs> Get the irrigation system going inside. So say you know um, you're making I don't know brunch maybe. Yeah. And you burn I don't know the crackling. Yeah. For brunch, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't eat meat. <laughs> I don't really understand. So therefore, you don't understand. And you're like, oh no, oh no, the house is burning down. Quick, um, hey Google, okay Google, maybe is that what you say? Okay, I can't say it because my phone will do it. But if you say, okay Google, then um, your fo- it's to your phone. If it's hey Google, then it's to your home device. What about Kyoto Google? Kyoto Google, um, yeah. I want to set it up so that, because uh, you can also um, make it so that it checks the location from my phone, so things can happen as I arrive. So if you like, you lose your house or something. No, like, like okay, if I'm driving Google, home, where's the house? If I'm driving it's like, home, it's where you left it. I'm when like, I pull into you. my driveway, the garage door opens and the lights turn on and the fountain goes and stuff like that. Because yeah. I thought, you know, you could lose your house. Like, so the house, you get home, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I sure I left this here this yeah. morning. So um, the ultimate goal is to make it so that it says, uh, welcome home, Jennifer, like on Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> no matter who who it is that answers. I like that. Yeah. Very good. It's quite clever. Like it'll pick up my voice versus my wife's voice. Like it, uh, it can you sound... store multiple voices. Yeah. And I could say, call mom. And she would, it was she, um, the Google Home Assistant would call my mom. If my wife says the same thing, it calls her mom. Like it's That's the same command. Yeah. What about, um, do you think it's is, like, is it because your voice is masculine and her voice is less masculine? No, um, you could 
You can say feminine. You don't have to say my wife's less masculine. Well, she is. She's less masculine than you. <laughs> yes, she is. But you could say feminine and push it all the way across. No. <laughs> rather than just saying just less masculine. I'm not so familiar with the term. <laughs> um, like mine and your voice, it would know the difference. Okay. Yeah. So let's say we're together in a relationship. <laughs> no. We've been together for, okay, so we've been together for 15 years, married for like, I don't know, four. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually that's what I wanted to do. Just make it weird for you. <laughs> anyway, so put your pants back on. Yeah. <laughs> you said we're married. You're not meant to do anything after that. Aren't you? Nah, it dries up. <laughs> <laughs> we just enjoyed the sunset in each other's company. <laughs> um, segwaying into, you mentioned brunch. Perfect segue. Thank you. Oh, that's probably why it was on the, the tip of my tongue. The the um, the way to tell if there's a perfect segue is somebody says perfect segue. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I'm going to give you the perfect segue award for lits. It's the first one handed out in this year of our law 2018. <laughs> um, so that segues into uh, Punch, Hunch and Brunch. The game it show does. that's sweeping the nation. It is. It's a phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah. You got the home version yet? The Google Home version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Google, who would you punch back in time? Yeah. Kill it, oh, Google. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. reckon Google would be like Apple, Microsoft. Yeah. Taking yeah. them down, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So to explain the game for anyone who um, hasn't feels, listened before. but for Google still... Glass. Remember that was a thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, Did you hear people were getting assaulted for having them? Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, they can beat them up on buses and stuff. Because they look so stupid for having them. That plus, there's a whole bunch of people who are like, um, don't the, allow the robots to uprise against us. Yeah. This going to be disconcerting because it's kind of like, what if you're peeing? What if I'm peeing? Yeah, with your Google Glass on. And you're like, That's a good point. Like, mm. Although, to be fair, the um, Google thing's always listening. Yeah. In it, case they say... The word that I don't want to say. Yeah. Siri does the same thing. Yeah, don't yeah. you, Siri? <laughs> yeah, you stay quiet. Belligerent. Yeah. It would have be, you... I have seen, like, people, you know, maybe with the Google Glass, you could have, like, if you were worried about privacy, have you seen people with, like, little, like, um, they put, like, a Band-Aid or a Post-it note or something across their webcam on their laptop? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could have done yeah. that on your wee Google Glass, stuck that wee, like, bandage or, uh, or Band-Aid or little, little cut-off Post-it square. Yeah, that, that would work. I was sitting next to someone at this meeting today and they had done that to their laptop. And I'm like, what are you doing that requires you on your work laptop to have that covered up? Have you seen the Google Assistant making a phone call on someone's behalf that was just launched at Google I.O.? Negative. Okay, I'm going to play some audio. This is what um, Is this Google good fodder for podcasts? I think so. Yeah, because... If we're worried about the uh, robot uprising, then yes. So let's think that let's on the, on, on the, on the uh, podcast fodder scale, phone calls up there. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, because they don't require much of a visual medium. All right. So this is um, what was just unveiled as part of uh, so artificial guess. intelligence. Nice. At Google's like flagship launch event. So we got a guest on the show. Kinda. Yeah. Oh, good. Got a it guest. kind of raises an interesting question. Here's Norm- a, normally the guest are Jim. Here's the Google. So we've got, assistant. we've got a second guest after Jim. Yeah. This is a Google assistant calling a hairdresser on a user's behalf. So this would be what happens if I say, hey, Google, can you book me a hair appointment? Crazy, right? Okay. It calls a hairdresser and comes back to you. Okay. Ready? Unveil it to our podcast fraternity. It's the Google 
assistant makes the call seamlessly in the background for you. Sounds kind of Asian. Is the Google assistant actually calling a real salon to schedule the appointment for you? Let's listen. taking over the world that's a robot talking to a human and the human didn't even know they were a robot wow so potentially robots could book up all the hair appointments yep and i'd never be able to get my hair cut again or you'd have to go on those infomercials and buy one of those clippers oh, that okay you quickly do you do me i do you haircuts well, now on haircuts haircuts now on i'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna beat these robots at their own game okay um, no. So I mistook the first voice for the Google Assistant, but it was I thought it was like an Asian man. Yeah, he was the presenter. Yeah. <laughs> Who so, explained kind of what I was very It was very like. echoey, and I thought, ah, oh, it's not so great. But uh, um, I'll tweet that as well. Um, but yeah, if, if you're worried about a robot uprising, that's kind of paranormal. It is. Yeah. Um, T2. And that leads T1? into your T3? story, right? Your, T4. Your, your story's about uh, robot uprising. Yeah. Am I Terminator Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you the five plot holes of Terminator Genesis that yeah. ruin the story. All right. So have we got a punch, hunch, and brunch? Mm. I had a... Um, you had an idea, I believe. I had an idea, which was completely self-serving, self-sourcing. That's what this whole podcast is. <laughs> self-serving, I think, yeah. yeah. Self-gratification. Self- self-gratification is what you're, the word you're looking for. Allow me to gratify myself. Yes, please do. In full view. <laughs> um, the... It was, yeah, it was just something happened that I was like, this person needs a punch, right? Oh, um, yeah, it's always one of the main keyboards, punch under brunch. A driving incident, once again. Okay. Um, I was pulling out of a parking lot. Um, and a parking structure? Onto the street. And there was... Wait, was it, were you parked on the side of the street or were you in like a parking car park, parking building? I was pulling out of a driveway, essentially. You're pulling out? I was pulling out of a driveway. Ah, oh and someone also wanted to enter said driveway okay um it's a narrow driveway um, um like um why now why narrow why so narrow just uh, bad design or is it design you know um so it's it's very much designed so that there's a set of shops um everyone enters kind of at one end um you drive along park along the street uh park along the front of the shops and then exit out the other side that's very convenient yeah so everyone parks the same angle way. Angle parking? Not angle parking. Straight Too in. narrow. Nose in? Parallel. Parallel. Oh, good. good. So everyone's along the left edge um, as you drive um, and parallel parked. Uh, someone's coming. Someone tried to pull in as I was exiting, so they would be completely against the run of traffic. They're coming towards you? Yeah. 
they in a uh, one way they decided no no they decided um because uh, this is parallel with the road right so i was pulling out to turn right back onto the road and someone came from the left and wanted to turn into where i was coming out of <clears throat> okay um, so basically, imagine you're pulling out of a driveway, someone comes across in front of you and then tries to get up the driveway you're exiting. Uh. And I was like, um, and this guy was like in a, in a white ute, um, construction gear on. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous and put my hands up cause I couldn't see enough to like get out of the driveway. Um, he rolls down his window oh, cause the- he can't get into the driveway either cause I'm in it. <laughs> Um, there's no room for them and he rolls down his window and I was like I don't know if I'm an innocent young mind or whatever but I fully expected the way he drove for him to be rolling down the window to apologize <laughs> so I roll down my window and I just get an earful of you're an f-wit you oh. can't drive all of this sort of stuff and did you respond I was like whoa it's an exit um, so he's coming in an outhole uh yeah he's coming in an outhole but the, but I contend that even if it was an in-hole as well, um, there is, like, if I, if the roles were reversed, I would have just waited for the car to come yeah. out of the driveway. Because you can see there's no room. You don't yeah. just yeah. go you can there's wait. no room. The guy can wait. You yeah. have to go out. So whether it's an in and an out hole, I think, is kind of irrelevant. Because, I mean, we're all humans It's a here. dual hole. <laughs> yeah, it's a dual hole. It, it may or may not have been, but it's a narrow dual hole if it's a dual hole. A narrow dual hole. And to go up the wrong way means you're going against everyone's uh flow of traffic for the yep. way that everyone's parked because no one can get out the other way anyway so um so he's against the flow and potentially a narrow jewel hole yeah and he's blocking my view so i can no longer get out of the driveway oh you're stuck in the jewel hole <laughs> yeah and so <laughs> so he just hurls abuse at me all sorts of expletives that i don't even i don't even say i don't i don't swear like the c word yeah <gasps> uh don't know about the C word. It might have happened in the heat of the moment, but definitely the F word word was thrown oh. at me. Oh, and I'm like, what sort of a crime has Tony committed in this car and then sold me against this person? <laughs> I can imagine there was a, there's a high probability I insulted him at some point. Yeah. And I probably said the C yeah. word. But yeah, honestly, I thought he was rolling down the window to <clears throat> apologize for cutting me off. It's like, oh, sorry, mate. Even oh. though there's no room in this driveway. Yeah. I see you're in the jewel hole. Just I'll let you get out of the jewel hole and yeah. I'll scoot in. So he's like, where's the exit sign? When I said, it's an exit. He's he's like, where's the exit sign? And I'm like, um, I, what did I say? It was like, uh, he said, where's the sign? He said, over there where it says exit. And, it's like, <laughs> and then it was like, there was enough room and I drove off. But that guy, I was thinking punch, hunch, and brunch. Ah, oh, here we go. I would jump through time to be in his passenger seat at his, as he's hurling abuse at me and punch him right in the back so of the head. He would be like, all of a sudden, like he's, he's, a, he's abusing you, <laughs> yeah. then you also appear next to him. Yeah, and just smack him and yeah. then evaporate into... Did we explain the rules of the game for new people? No. This is the game where... Um, <laughs> we, we started can... and then we got sidetracked. <laughs> It doesn't sound like us. This is the game where we can jump through time. We can appear to lay one punch on someone strategically. Mm-hmm. And then we um, discuss uh, what our hunch may be as to what the ramifications might be. And then we celebrate with a, a lovely brunch. Yeah. And, well, we pick someone else to have brunch with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unrelated to the story, but it rhymes. Yeah. So my punch. And this show and is all about this brunch. Week. This show is all about brunch. We sponsor brunch. Or, or does brunch sponsor us? 
Um, <laughs> no one sponsors anyone. Okay, take it back. Um, so <laughs> the Punch Hunch and Brunch is... You said at some point that Brunch was on board as a sponsor. I'm just, <laughs> just going to... My punch Leave hunch and brunch is there. that guy, and I would have punched him as he was hurling abuse at me for pulling into the driveway the wrong way. What are you? What's your hunch then on the reaction? I'm not sure. Would you have dicked him? You dicked him? <laughs> I don't know. It certainly would have felt better, but I think also, I mean, because I could see as I was pulling out of the driveway, he was like curb hopping to get into a dr- the driveway. Like it, it was never got. It was never on. So. If some, if future me had jumped in and punched this guy, I don't know whether he would have recognized I was the same person and then somehow <laughs> followed suit or whether he'd follow me to my house. Do you think you, do you think you could have taken him? <laughs> no, I mean, so you love so you're relying on, yeah, yeah. Like me, like me. Yeah, love yeah. a not a fighter. Um, so you're relying on the element of surprise to appear inside the cab of his utility vehicle. To be honest, it was completely like selfish and it was just, I don't know whether it would have changed the situation or whether it would just make me feel better knowing. Because I, I, would I have seen it? I would have almost seen it. Like I would have been looking at the guy. I was thinking this too, like, and then all of a sudden you appear, but because you know the game, you were like, oh, I obviously punched your bunch. Yeah, yeah. I got to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd see me smack him. I think if future me would have like given me a wink, be like, hey, guard. <laughs> Is that looking good? Yeah. yeah. Like, don't worry, I got this. Yeah. And so, yeah, that probably would have done it. Like the, the, my hunch is that I would have driven home happier. Knowing that you Knowing had, that I had intervened. future you, yeah. But then you have to remind yourself to go back in time and do it, otherwise it wouldn't otherwise, actually happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe that's what happened. Yeah, because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, so, so future me would have given me a wee wink and then a <clears throat> smack in the head for this guy who would have been mid effort, <laughs> and then <laughs> then I would have driven home happy, and we would have been laughing. And okay, most important part: mm-hmm. who are you taking to brunch? Maybe like. To throw back to episode one, John Lithgow. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 quite wide, isn't he? It's width, <laughs> wide shoulders. Yeah, wide chest, height and width. Yeah, the height and width, width of John, John Lithgow. Gow. Go, Gow. Just <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> still haven't figured that one out. <laughs> okay, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think he'd learn his lesson with a punch, or do you think he's just continue to be an F what? Um, I think he'd learn his lesson. I think. If nothing else, he would have seen that um, dishing out... It would be like a a Pavlovian thing, I think, where he dished out some negativity. Mm. Like, if that guy ever dished it on me again and then the same thing happened, then surely he's thinking twice. And if we're in a universe where everyone gets a punch, hunch, and brunch... Everyone does. Everyone gets the wee wink and a hey yarn and then a smack in the head. Yeah, yeah. I have to think though, like when people like like people like that who are quite clearly self-absorbed, self-centered, egotistical asshole fucks. <laughs> yeah, what? I think. Do you know the guy? <laughs> I know the sort. <laughs> yeah. What's the rest of their life like? Like, That's are they are they just are they just pricks? Yeah, do they go the home and they're angry at everything else? There's um. Yeah, there's kind of this sort of theory around these sort of middle to later in life memes. Boomers. 
Yep. Baby boomers. Baby boomers. Yeah, that's, so when I've re- explained this in the past, I've said this is a boomer who it's cut a boom- me off. Yeah. yeah, so for some reason, they're just fucked off with the world, even though everything has been handed to them on a plate. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 100% baby boomers. They have boomers. miserable lives. They have hideous wives that just spend all their money. <laughs> yeah. They've got uh, three, property, three rental properties. Three rental properties. And they tell people who can't afford houses it's their fault. Yeah, because they're not saving, when actually that wasn't the case. They yeah. have, yeah. Yeah. They bought three houses at 13 grand a pop. Yep. In 1980. And now they're worth 600. <clears throat> yep. So yeah. no one else can buy a house. Um, um, they got their university degrees without a student loan. Yep. So therefore, they get they don't get that five and 600 bucks pulled out of their wages yep. every week. Every there was month. Um, an interesting story I heard yesterday morning. There was a, a campaign going on in the UK saying that... Um, Everyone, this this campaign said that everyone, when they turn 21, should get mm-hmm. £10,000 uh, to try and help bridge the gap between millennials and baby boomers. Oh, yeah. I mean, £10,000 wouldn't do it. But yeah. it's, it's part give you a start or it something. Is, because the gap is so large. But here's um, the problem with that. It's similar to, like, housing grants. All that happens is the builders put their price up. So the baby boomers who have started the building companies end up mm-hmm. getting that grant put into their pocket. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just a vicious cycle. It is. You can only hope they die. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I my theory is that they're the <clears throat> person who watches a sports game and are completely one-eyed and shout at the TV, uh, even if something's obviously gone against them for the yeah. right reason. Yeah. Like, that ref cannot make a right call. No. 10 out of 10 penalties against their team, the ref apparently needs to be shouted at, yeah. even though some of them are blatant. Yep. And they're a little bit racist. Yep. They're a little bit homophobic. Yep. Uh, they're a little bit sexist. Yeah, they're the sort of person who they're like old school, old I don't like uh, I don't like uh, Asians and I don't like gays, uh, but then they talk to one and they're like, Oh no, but that one's okay. Yeah, that one's alright. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Oh yeah, he's alright though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like, why do they get dispensation? Because you've actually spent time to get to know them? Because <laughs> you realise that actually you can't just stereotype an entire group of people? Yeah, yep. exactly right. We may have done that with baby boomers, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know... We're so right, we, though. Yeah, we're, we're right. That's the difference. <laughs> to be honest, we have... We know we're right. Yeah. yeah, we know we're right. Yeah. Um, what, what are we? We're not... Are we Gen Y? I think we're Gen Y, technically. i got to find out what that is. But um, I think... Um, yeah, we're Gen Y, but that gets a bad name as well, because the whole idea of a Gen Y or the... I mean, the term millennial gets thrown around a fair bit the same way that Gen Y used to, where they're all described as lazy and all that sort of stuff. But I'm far from believe that. So, um, millennials, it says here, millennials are currently aged 20 to 35, or born between 1980 yeah. and the end of 1994. Yeah, we're millennials. So we're millennials. Yeah. We're, at the, we're not. I mean, we're not. We're kind of in almost like sort of the, 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 the first end. third, early third of millennials, yeah. aren't we? Because we're, we're both childs, childs, children. <laughs> childs of the childs, 80s. Child, <laughs> it was education, wasn't that great in the 80s? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are both childs. Um... Yeah, I agree. But, like, it's quite a swing between 25 and 35 these days. Oh, here we go, actually. Here's a picture of um, millennials. Look, that's us. Is it? That's us. Which one's you? Probably... It's just a bunch of smiling people one. with beards. And that's the probably same you. Ours, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's us. That bald black woman is me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I was pointing past her to him. <laughs> Racist. 
No, him. <laughs> that's probably more like me. What? No, that's Brendan. That's <laughs> that brilliant. Is, that is kind of. Okay. You yeah, know, you're probably right, actually. Yeah. Smiling people with beards and glasses. One with glasses. One's so that's got glasses. Me. Oh, yeah, that's you. Yeah. We had someone ask, actually, what we looked like. Just that like. hat reminded me of Brendan's hat <laughs> from a wine festival one day. Okay. I had someone ask what we look like um, and showed them a pic. And Disheveled they, today. They said... What pic did you send to me? Was Wasn't that one of that Batman onesie, was it? <laughs> <laughs> like you it, could see everything in that. It is definitely not going out anywhere because, I mean, I'm just as bad. <laughs> well, not just as bad, actually. No, it makes you look worse than it does me. But it's not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, they assumed we were blonde. Really? Yeah, they thought blonde. Brown hair. Dave Davidson. <laughs> Dave Davidson. <laughs> um, enough inside jokes. <laughs> Shall we di- dive into your story? Are we finished with punch, hunch, and brunch? Um, so did you work out the brunch part? John Lithgow. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I just thought it was a bit John weird. <laughs> I just thought it was a bit weird to have John Lithgow. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Why is that weird? He'd be an interesting guy. It would be, but it's sort of it's very unrelated to the rest of the story, but no, I'll give it to you. That's what Punch, Hunch and Brunch does. Yeah, it is I want me to have brunch with this guy who abused me. No, I don't take him to brunch. Well, who, there's Make no him, one else in the story. Maybe go for brunch, but he could pay for brunch as an apology. He wouldn't pay for brunch. No, nah, he's a baby boomer. No. Wouldn't. Well, him. he'd be some sort of getting cashies, I reckon, this guy. Yeah. He would have been working for cashies. He'd negotiate them down and, you know, assault them. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. <clears throat> okay so this bit on the fly this one this week um it's been a busy week so what i've been doing is marking uh, and assessing different businesses who have put together proposals for a contract <laughs> we've put in. true no i've just been doing all week oh okay so I the think, meeting today this was, was your story like no this is what i've been doing all week and they're gonna read us some proposals yeah and the meeting today i went to uh in auckland was to assess all the proposals score <sighs> them rank them as a group uh and then uh proceed to the next phase so it's very boring business stuff yeah that's, um, boring business stuff makes the best podcast content i find uh one business <laughs> is really good but they're really expensive one's really shit but they're cheap so what you're saying is you get what you pay for you do yeah rule number one of business negotiations so i've got some phonetic spelling here um so i can actually get this stuff so um this is just like i was looking for something random when i was busy to try and see what i could find and i found this one okay which i'm about to tell you about all right what uh ufo is it no so we're going to scotland yeah the highlands of scotland yep and we're going to talk about the big gray man Mm. The big grey man. Mm. 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 Just drinking beer. You are. Now that I know that you're about to do the bulk of the talking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, can just, you can just carry on by making those sort of noises. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so let me take you to the Highland Mountain Ranges in Scotland. Plot twist. I've been Google Assistant the whole time. Have you? Yeah. Thank you. I'm actually at home. Oh. You look so fleshy. <laughs> But, I don't know, get it wrong. Carry on. It's been a big week. Um, Can so I book you a haircut? I actually need to book one for next Friday. What sort of treatment do you need? Um, I get the executive cut. <laughs> Play on. It costs $45, I think. Play on. You pay too much for haircuts, go. 
They take... I wouldn't pay $45 for that. <laughs> I told you I'm disheveled. It's kind of wet because it's got wet today. It looks terrible. And it's I'm like a week overdue anyway. Go. The Highland Mountain Ranges in Scotland are wild, romantic, and magnificent places that attract Ooh. many international visitors. Uh, side note, Emirates are just announced they're going to fly to Edinburgh. Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Okay. They're going to fly to Glasgow, so... There we go. It's going to help. It's going to help. Christchurch. All these people. No, but you can fly Emirates <laughs> from Christchurch to Edinburgh, to Sydney, and Dubai on an Airbus A three hundred and eighty every day of the week. Um, so anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> that um, was easy. <clears throat> so saying, yeah, so it's easier to get for us for us to get into Edinburgh. It's never been easier. It's never been easier. Ne- well, not now. They don't fly there yet, but soon it will never be easier. Uh, Just read your story, or I'll punch, hunch, and brunch but, you next week. <laughs> You can come back in time. You appear out of the wilds yeah. of this uh, hallway and take me out. Mm-hmm. Take me out for brunch? No? Yes? Just read. But their slopes have a darker side that has terrified <laughs> many people throughout the years. It is claimed that the mountains are haunted or possessed. Really? Yeah. So with a height of 1,309 metres, or 4,296 feet, uh, Ben McDewey is the highest peak in the Cairngorms. Can you let me know which words you've spelled out phonetically? I think that'd be interesting. Uh, Ben McDewey and Cairngorms. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. McDewey? Yeah. M-A-C-D-H-U-I. Oh, I suppose you would. I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, go. Uh, oh, see, what you want to do is just write it out phonetically, and that way you'll just read it. Naturally. And the second highest peak in Scotland. Many mountaineers are certain that this region of the Cairngorms Harbour, that in this region of the Cairngorms Harbour, it's all this phonetic spelling it's getting me, lurks a malign humanoid entity known locally as Fair Lath Moor, meaning Big Grey Man. Man. There we go. That is grey in colour. Big. (laughs) Really? (laughs) And fearsome in appearance. Mm. The legends tell of these beings stalking anyone who has trespassed into their territory. Okay. So, not so friendly. Yeah. Not so welcoming. Not so hospitable. Quite fearsome. Yeah. And grey. And a man. Man. (laughs) You got it. You've been listening. What is so remarkable about the Big Grey Man case is the extraordinary range of mysterious phenomena associated with it. Man case. What's remarkable about his his man case? Um, Because it's it's quite robust, quite sturdy, good locks. No one can guess the combination. (laughs) Um, So you've upset me now. I don't know where I'm going. Um, You're upset. Something about mysterious phenomena associated with it, and which are every bit as dramatic as they are diverse. Take, for instance, various reports of sudden irrational panic and chronic explosive diarrhea inked no. this, no, <laughs> no. this being supposed presence. Mm-hmm. Actual sightings of the big grey men, men, man, have man. been have been rare. Big grey men. I'm going to say that from there on. <laughs> Actual sightings of the Big Grayman have been rare, but eyewitness descriptions of the, his appearance describe him as being around 10 feet tall, covered in hair, with very long arms, legs, and width. Really? Yeah. Like John Lithgow. With the marriage added. Uh, ben McDewey's sinister occupant first came to widespread notice when eminent climber Professor Norman Colley 
uh, May First name Border. Yeah, <laughs> good to say something like that. You took it for me. That's good. Uh, made an announcement to the members of the annual general meeting, or AGM, as you'd like to say, mm-hmm. of the Kern Gorm Club during the 1925 gathering. 1925? Yeah, it's going way back. Okay. We're going even further back. So um, he reported that in 1891... I know. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Long. (laughs) Keep reading. He had been descending from this mountain summit through heavy mist when suddenly... I... I... Begun to hear the sound of noises... In the uh, loose rock behind me, coming down from the natural cairn on the high plateau. Every few steps I took, I heard a crunch, and then another crunch, as if someone was walking after me, but taking steps three or four times the the length of my own. I thought you were being the grey man. No, I was being the border collie. Um, dismissing this as an oral hallucination. Okay. He yeah, continu- that means a sound hallucination. Oh, I think it means you're hearing things. Thinking of blowjobs again. <laughs> when you th- Imagine when you dream you're having a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. Um, he continued, but so did the mysterious steps. Gradually, he became more and more apprehensive until he was seized with terror and diarrhea and fled blindly down the mountain for five miles until he reached Rothermuchus Forest. The diarrhea didn't happen, did it? It may have. Okay, carry on. You don't be running and have diarrhea. Okay. Anyway, um, although he was unable to catch any real sight of it, Collie was left with a sinister impression of being stalked by a huge hairy menacing creature how does he think how does he assume hairy i know i know it's really odd i know i actually i had a theory in (laughs) did you really (laughs) no yes maybe (sighs) um see what are our listeners meant to think um well i I actually meant to read um something above but i've read i read hairy (laughs) i read i read i was in the zone i read hairy for the next line down and actually so Um, ignore the hair so it's huge potentially hairy (laughs) You'll find out soon. Menacing creature. Yep. He vowed never to return to Ben McDewey alone and remained convinced that there was something very queer about the top of Ben McDewey. So Mm. that's pretty homophobic. (laughs) Homophobic? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. Like. uh, Baby boomer. Yeah. Baby. (laughs) Like for post World War. Boer War? Maybe eighteen ninety one. Post ball war baby boomer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, could he have perhaps confused the big grey man with the big gay man? Maybe. Maybe. Is there maybe a gay cruising spot at top Typo? of Ben McDewey? A big grey man cruising spot. A big grey man. Yeah. Men cru- men cruising for greys. That's kind of alien. Maybe it's a yeah. So we're thinking potentially. There's a, 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 yeah, there's a big gay man, big grey man, or at least some sort of cruising spot for gay or greys. <laughs> we don't know. Let's find out. Anyway, I'm sure we'll find out through the rest of the story. We won't. Um, <laughs> you the, wrote it. The, prof- <laughs> the professors, the professors, the professor's testimony is said to have sparked a sensation. And soon other hikers too reported that they too, <laughs> it's lots of twos, 
have had similar experiences too on Ben McDewey too. They, however, too, did not share their stories prior to this due to fear of ridicule too. Also. Most stories about the Grayman or Gaiman Grayman and revolved around these elements too. A feeling that one is being followed and sounds perceived as following footsteps too. As well. Yeah. Um, so following old Border Collie's disclosure, he received a letter from Dr. A.M. Callis, famous for loving periods of time preceding noon, detailing his own strange experience on that mountain. Old A.M. Callis, who hated the <laughs> afternoons, loved mornings, uh, and his brother Henry were on the mountain close to the summit. <laughs> Dr. A.M. Callis and Henry. <laughs> I feel sorry for his brother. His brother sounds like shit. Uh, morning is this middle name. Yeah. <laughs> so they're on the mountain close to the um, gay cruising spot at the summit when they saw a giant figure approaching them from the direction of the cairn. Uh, for a moment, it disappeared from sight as it moved into a dip. But the men did not wait to see it reappear and ran as fast as they could to get off the mountain diarrhea trailing them all the way <laughs> so kind of common theme here yeah is do you, what are your thoughts on it's just a bigfoot but this is the scottish version it could be it um it seems very similar to the bigfoot the the bit though that does go into is that everyone seems kind of loopy and crazy when this thing turns up it kind of right. like provokes feelings of fear yeah like almost sort of supernaturally disorientates <clears throat> and things like that yeah it kind of spooks people a bit hmm. Um, so this chilling account, coupled with the unquestionable reliability of Professor A. M. Colley's story, really attracted My question. Attracted no, don't you dare! <laughs> attracted great media attention. Uh, moreover, other mountaineers began to confess that they too had experienced similar sensations, too, of uncontrollable fear and panic, too, with no rational reason, while on Ben McNuey. And had come away with the vivid impression that a malevolent, benevolent, maleficent. paranormal, maleficent, abnormal presence, presence <laughs> existed here, <laughs> which sought to frighten away anyone venturing upon this lonely, desolate, gay cruising spot. One story was related to the author of The Big Grey Man of Ben McDewey. Great title. Oh, these guys are so creative, eh? Like always, the UFO books are like, yeah, just the most blatantly. I'm writing a book about Big Grey Man of Ben McDewey. Oh, what are you going to understand any of that? What are you going to call? I'm not going to call the Big Grey Man of Ben McDewey. Oh, very good. What's it about? The Big Grey Man of Ben McDewey. A man called Richard Freer was the he was the author apparently. So Freer told of a friend or associate of his who decided to spend. I doesn't say associate. I wanted to add a bit of mystery into the story. Uh, told of a friend or associate of his who decided to spend a night camping on the top of the mountain in 1940. Um, world's at war. What are you doing camping? I just spilled beer down me. Ugh. That was my last gulp. Ugh. Went straight down my front. Um, in his tent near the cairn, he began to suffer a feeling of uneasiness in his stomach. And easiness in his, <laughs> in his bowel release mechanisms <laughs> and a sense of unreality. But finally, reality, unreality, but, but finally, finally, reality set in and he fell asleep. Really? 
That's what it says. So <laughs> that's what it says. You okay? Well, I'm saying he's he a feeling of uneasiness in his bowels. Right. Went away, did his business. Right. No, came back, and it's like, all right, kind of seems weird. Doesn't seem right. But I'm going to sleep. Right. You got you got you got business to tend to. Um, he woke up with moonlight shining through a gap in his tent. Some would say a canvas glory hole. <laughs> and suddenly realized that he could see something brownish oh, no. trickling out of That's his sleeping no moon. bed. <laughs> he could see something brownish between himself and the Was he in Cleveland? <laughs> and the moon. Horrified, he froze and waited for the thing to move away. Ooh. When it did, he looked out into the brilliant moonlight and saw a large brown creature <laughs> swaggering away down the mountainside. He then released his own large brown creature <laughs> from the depths of his anus. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry, bowels. There you go. I'm cutting that out. Okay. I'm not cutting that out. No. He said the creature had an air of insolent strength about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, incredibly, by applying trigonometry, because he was apparently somewhat of a whiz mm -hmm. uh, in relation to surrounding objects, Freer's friend calculated that the entity had been at least 21 feet or over six meters tall and described it as having an erect posture which is good for what's going on at the top of that mountain. Yeah. Broad shoulders, like John Lithgow, <laughs> and a tapering waist, like a petite... <laughs> like, like, like a, a shapely hourglass. Yeah, a shapely hourglass. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. Okay, so a bit weird. So this is actually seeing something, but that kind of sounds like it's a giant Bigfoot. Do you want me to talk while you have a drink of your beer? Just like lubricating just, my voice. Like how I just talked while you drank your beer. Uh, thank you for doing that. Um, okay, so I better power on because... <laughs> this could be a while, yeah. even though yep. you said it would be a short one. Um, so in 1965, footprints were discovered measuring 14 inches and a massive stride that covered around 5 feet, just as Dr. A.M. Colley had estimated prior to his panic-filled descent down the mountain slide in 1891. Um... I'm not sure if he actually estimated that size. It was just those big strides. Anyway, <laughs> maybe that bit doesn't relate to the earlier but I cut bits out. Just uh, go. <laughs> in the early 1990s, hey, millennials, yeah. a group of millennials, no, they weren't, <laughs> a group of three men walking along a forestry plantation track boomers? in the Boomers. Uh, a forestry plantation track in the countryside close to Aberdeen when one saw ahead a dark, human-shaped figure run from the left of the track to the right about 200 yards ahead. He felt a sense of terror and foreboding. His friends had not yet seen the creature, but when they looked ahead, they saw a face looking at them from between the branches. The face was human, but not human. Harry and the Hendersons. One man threw a stone at it, and it disappeared oh. into the trees. Dick. Oh, why would you do that? <sighs> Go away. So you can't... No one saw your throwing motion then. 
They just heard a noise. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Um, a few weeks later, this dynamic trio, <laughs> doesn't quite work, yeah. were uh, driving towards Torfins near Aberdeen. Love to hang around Aberdeen, these guys. When their car was pursued by the very same type of creature. What? They reported this dark, tall being running alongside their car as they drove it close to 45 miles per hour or 70 kilometers an hour. Whoa. Eventually, it gave up the chase and simply stood in the middle of the road and peered after the car. Is that right? Yeah. Interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. A female friend of the men uh, later told them that while she had been staying in a cottage in the countryside near there, a cottage, she had seen a dark, hairy figure standing just inside the tree line nearby watching the building on not one but two occasions that's no moon yeah (laughs) after a while it moved into the undergrowth um so there's a more recent account here from um crypto mundo cryptozoology website crypto mundo sounds like a slot machine yeah the crypto mundo <laughs> or like sort of like maybe a um, mexican game or something <laughs> uh so this happened on the 26th of september 2006 wow, um, it's covering quite a span today it is Tom. it is i know i yeah, know right yes <clears throat> so here we goes <clears throat> I was climbing back down Ben McDewey in May 1988. Oh, pardon? So it's going way back. She's climbing down a person. I was climbing down Ben McDewey in May 1988. So this isn't actually from 2006, it's from 1988. Okay. Boomer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, when I experienced the... Uh, Footsteps phenomenon mentioned by others. It was pretty misty and I was all alone. But it was like something was behind me. Only only ten metres or so, keeping track of me. That's no moon. <laughs> then something moved from within me. Oh, God. I was nervous. I was scared. I backtracked to see if anyone was there. I, 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 I didn't see anything. But it was weird enough to scare me particularly as the sounds occurred both when I was moving and stationary. It was only after I told the story to a Glasgow cousin years later that I first heard about the big gay man. Gray man. Gray man. Gray man. Sorry. Gray man. Okay. Um, So in terms of conventional explanations for the phenomenon, an optical illusion known as the broken specter is a plausible rationale for some visual elements of the big grey man legend. A broken specter or mountain specter or in specter. Yep. Can occur in certain atmospheric I'm doing an accent now. <laughs> can occur in certain atmospheric conditions when the sun is at a particular angle. The subject's shadow can be cast onto a cloud bank around them, creating the illusion of a large, shadowy humanoid figure. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this doesn't explain the diarrhea. <laughs> Which you made up. No, it doesn't explain the diarrhea you made up. Yeah. Um, a certainly more supernatural (laughs) possibility for all this diarrhea and and Grayman put forward is that in light of the vast variety of unexplained phenomenon and eerie events reported from Bing McDewey over the years, this mountain could be a gateway between different dimensions or even alternate worlds. 
don't know how they got to that, but mm. why not? Why not? Yeah, throw that in the if mix so, for sure. If so, there is a good chance that such a significant portal would have a guardian, a sort of bouncer at the door to the club. <laughs> yep, a small velvet rope. Yeah, to deter would-be intruders or trespassers, just like Ben McDewey's sinister big grey man. Do 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 do, Inspector Grey Man. Do 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 do. Uh, so yeah, that's a, the 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 long and short of of that. Um, I wonder if there's multiple portals, and that <clears throat> explains the Yetis in the Himalayas, the Scotland Yeti, the Grey Man, and the Saskatchewan in Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. Is there any others? There's, there's, uh, what about the mink? Ogo bogo. Was that, was that a sea serpent? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Ogo bogo. Yeah. What Momo. The, the Momo, mink? I think, is um. What? Momo was a is another one. It's a type of racing steering wheel. Uh, Missouri something Momo. Okay. Uh, Ogo pogo. <laughs> <laughs> we did that already. <laughs> we did do Ogo pogo. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I think. This is you've got you've got interesting tales through time. You've got you know you started off with old um, what's his face A M Collie, mm-hmm. famous for his morning uh, morning routines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he was pretty enamoured by this thing, and you know he was sort of going to um, I don't know queer eye for the grey guy. This <laughs> thing, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, moving what, on to what more. What was the deal with that one that was just in charge of culture, hey? Right? Uh, you're talking the new one? You're talking original or... Is there the a new, new one? one? Have you not oh, seen the, the new one? one? I've seen it on Netflix. It'll make you cry. It's bloody beautiful. <laughs> I'm not watching it. It is so good. I'm not watching it. You will love it. It is so amazing. Okay. No, I won't there love is, it. There is Jonathan, who is the uh, hairdressing and style guy, I think, who is so funny. Oh, God. He's so good. Honestly, watch it. You don't think you'd like it, but it's it's brilliant. It's I'm not so good. It. You watch all these Southern American guys who have like all completely homophobic. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not all of them. Are, it's not. They're not all because there are there are gay guys in this one. It's just queer eye this time. But there's a couple of like quite religious or potentially homophobe Southern guys. Like could have got old um, Collie up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do amazing things. And they're like, actually, gay people aren't bad. It's really good. <laughs> Honestly, watch it. Watch it with the wife. Watching it. Why would I watch it? Watch it with Mrs. B. She'll love so it. so much more on Netflix I could be watching. Honestly, you'd love it. Get Mrs. B to get you to watch it. No, I'm good, thanks. Okay. Well, I'm sure. I'll have a word to her. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, then right through to more modern day stuff. Um, chasing after cars. Mm. Bit weird. Chasing cars. Remember we had that on one of the strange. We had um, th- these... It was like in China they were driving and this... That's right, yeah. yeah. This, there was like this random Yeti-type Sasquatchy... Yeah, and they, Ogle it was Pogle. like Red Eye or something <laughs> like that. Ogle, Ogle <laughs> <laughs> But they basically just threw rocks at it till it got off they the threw road. Rocks and at, they, yes, there's a throwback to there. And then they carried on. And they carried on. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not sure if it ran out of the car that time. But um, yeah, and then it's... Wasn't that a bigger thing? There was like a massive dinosaur thing wasn't it i think it was still some sort of ape-like beastie thing right 
so yeah lots of weird stuff even up until more modern times um yeah. happening not as many sightings but this general feeling of dread there was a, a a part i cut out that said that it um people had been sort of known to sort of feel suicidal and depressed right. because of being up there interesting i, I just because it's a great mountain <laughs> i don't know yeah but yeah um weird but yeah potentially this could be just the scottish answer to the the yeti or the okopogo <laughs> still <laughs> not, not okopogo <laughs> Um, All right. But yeah, guarding this gateway to another dimension. Nothing else to add? No. It's, All right. Um, Let's dive into the final segment of the show we call Get Me Some Strange. I'm just, you know, made the music come on. And this is the segment of the show where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I'll flick through to a random page. Tony will tell me where to stop and I'll read one of the random paranormal stories forthwith. Oh. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, I'm, glad so, I, I'm glad I sticked around to the end. Yeah. Uh, flicking through the pages Stop. Now. All right. And this is the bit where we pad until we, until we, we have So I can see that you're flipping. What finger are you using for oh, that? Oh, I can see. Uh, uh, oh, we're in the UFO section. Oh, brilliant. Well, we hadn't had a UFO story this episode, so it's been very UFO free. Yeah. Um, I've seen one that involves a Cessna. So I'm going to read that since I know you're. It wasn't that. that one in Mexico where the guy cried. Where he has lots. No, of... but this is one we've actually done. Oh, is this uh, Frederick Valenich or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I read their account or should I find another? Find another. We've done that one. Sorry, Freddie. See, Freddie got fingered when so you flipped I'm gonna, through the book. I'm going to mark it you... with a post-it yep. so we don't see it again. Uh, yep. Have we done off-duty policeman? <laughs> have, we done... have I done an off-duty policeman? Yeah. Not to my recollection. An off-duty policeman, Ernst W. Ackerberg, and his wife Karen were leaving their summer cottage on the island of Gotland, Sweden, in the evening of August 5th, 1957, when they both saw a disc-shaped UFO heading in their direction from the sea. When the UFO reached the shore several hundred yards away, it made a sharp turn tilted on its edge and swayed for a few moments the disc then continued for about half a mile made another sharp turn and flew out of view almost immediately another object approached from the same direction and executed the same maneuvers both objects made the water ripple and the treetops sway as they passed at a height of some 200 yards the Ackerbergs estimated the width of the objects to be about 25 or 26 yards how many John Lithgow's is that they had the shape of a streamlined bicycle bell and were metallic silver grey. Riveted joints could be seen on the bottom. The upper section of the... The upper section... The... the <laughs> What's so difficult about the upper section? It seemed to rotate slowly over the lower part. <laughs> Both of the discs had a glowing cherry red tube. Oh, lovely, delightful. And their edges had a fuzzy glimmering shine. Oh. The objects made a repeated clicking noise. Oh, hold on. Much like the sound made by a winding alarm clock. Oh. <laughs> no, much like the sound made by winding an alarm clock. Okay. After investigating this sighting, the Swedish Air Force classified the objects as unidentified. <sighs> Marking it with a post-it Very so we good. can read it again. Very good. Um... 
yeah good. I'm, I'm saying that uh, i was thinking when you keep swaying i kept thinking of that song don't sway don't ever go away and your first left so unfortunately for ernst and karen Dick's lyrics did not uh, not translate to reality just seeing how long you can talk without me talking yeah um Bic Runger, new zealand uh musician went to the same high school as us and um what else was the song in american pie 2 yeah i was gonna say american pie 2 i was trying to get out yeah yeah at the very end where it gets sort of cutesy american pie 2 yeah was it american pie 2 or 1 oh it it's might 1 be american isn't pie it one. it's yeah. american pie 1 when they make out on the lake house oh yes when and ours, then american pie 2 ours is on the lake house american pie 2 has the other band from our high school in the credits that's right yes yeah zed very good uh, we can't play an instrument. I took guitar lessons for years. I could play the A song. What's an A song? A, A, A. I'm playing the A song. Oh, and okay. you used the A chord. Because <laughs> it's the only song I know. Can you actually still? No, I could though. Could you... Could you... What does an A look like? I actually got quite a good score in music in like... When I was like 12 or 13... No, when I was 13, I guess. Yeah, you'd be a glockenspieler for yeah. sure. I uh, got a good score. I can't play an instrument, but I could read... I could read... I could read um, sound music stuff <laughs> don't know how what's you... that called read music music sheet sheet music you can read sound you can read like, sheet music you can read sound <laughs> um, I played guitar I, no I didn't play guitar ever <laughs> I took guitar lessons for years and came away with nothing yeah <laughs> my, my brain's not wired for that it's like when I used to go at, I went to this number works place to like learn oh, math right. stuff with Carl Miguel. Steve? Miguel was there. Who's the guy? Blair. Blake? The guy who used to teach it. Oh, yeah. Um, whatever his name was. <laughs> Carl? Maybe. I remember he came and, like, uh, subbed for us a couple yeah. of times. And he, it was really bad because he realised I was... Mum and Dad were paying all this money for me to go to NumberWorks to learn, but... I would move to maths class and never do any work. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I didn't go to I didn't go to a number works afterwards, so I just never learned it. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm terrible with it. It was bad when Green Street. Yes, Mr. Green you can't, Street. Can you? Okay, Mr. Green Street. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, then I had to. Then it was sort of awkward because he was the tutor to my maths class. Yeah. My, and you'd piss around at school and then piss you'd around go and at learn school it and then go learn. the same but then I couldn't like, let him know that I was pissing around <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I wasn't learning because I was pissing around yeah. anything else to add for this week? <laughs> I've gone way off topic again yeah we do that um, um, one more thing we had a decent spike in our numbers again so we've crossed said threshold that we were going to cross so thanks for every each and every new listener um, and we're plotting even more people on our map, so that's pretty cool. Um, if you do listen, let us know what country or state on Twitter at LITS underscore podcast or Instagram on the same handle. I have an abundance of pins to insert. <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks again for listening. Yes. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. I don't always know why people listen, but I'm glad they're getting some enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, we will call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next week. We are grateful for your ear holes. Toodaloo.